Weekends like this, we uh, focus upon remembering, and the reason for it is because generally we have some difficulty with remembering. I I don't know about you, but um, uh, for most of us, there are some things that we just have difficulty about remembering, like where we put our keys, uh, maybe where your wallet is, uh, maybe your sunglasses or, or your cell phone, all those kinds of things like that. If we don't have some kind of regimented pattern as to where we keep them, then we're going to be constantly looking for them. Some research done at Johns Hopkins uh, University tells us that these are the things that we're most likely to forget. People's names, uh, where something is, telephone numbers, uh, what was said to us recently, and faces. Somebody else said there are really only three kinds of memory, good, bad, and convenient. Well, we are forgetful people, and most of us need a little help to remember. I like this weekend. This Memorial Weekend is a weekend that is set aside for the observance of a very special thought. It's Memorial Weekend. It's a time set aside each year to remember and honor those men and women who have given their ultimate sacrifice, their lives, in defense of our freedom and in our country. Memorial Day originated during the Civil War uh, when some women of the South decided that they needed to decorate the graves of the fallen soldiers for both the Union and the Confederate soldiers, and ultimately a war that would take 600,000 lives from this country. And now it's involved into where now it's a national weekend of celebrating and remembering uh, those fallen heroes that we pause to remember this weekend. And so as we pause to remember those who have given their lives in defense of our freedom in all wars, we come today to remember the ultimate sacrifice for freedom, which is the ultimate freedom. And uh, God knows that we, uh, even though he, how he created us, he knew that we would be forgetful people. And so that's why there are at least a hundred reminders in the Bible for us to remember certain things. In Deuteronomy 7, he says, remember well what the Lord your God did. In Deuteronomy 24, he says, remember that you were slaves in Egypt and that the Lord your God redeemed you from there. And in Psalm 105, he says, remember the wonders he has done. Isaiah 46, 8 says, remember this, fix it in your mind, take it to heart. And then when we come to Ephesians 2, verses 12 and 13, the Apostle Paul reminds us of these words. Remember that in the past you were without Christ. You were not citizens of Israel, and you had no part in the agreements with the promise that God made to his people. You had no hope, and you did not know God. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who were far away from God are brought near through the blood of Christ's death. As we remember those words, we remember why we're here today. Our worship obviously focuses upon the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, the sacrifice of his body, and the sacrifice of his blood. uh, That gives us the ultimate freedom in life, which is spiritual freedom. Freedom from our sin, freedom from shame and guilt that sin causes in our life. We're reminded of this meal as we turn to the Scripture today in Luke Gospel chapter 22, beginning in verse 14. When the hour came, Jesus and his apostles reclined at the table, and he said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. 
After taking the cup, he gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among you. For I tell you, I will not drink again of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread, gave thanks, and broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. But the hand of him who is going to betray me is with mine on the table. The Son of Man will go as it has been decreed, but woe to that man who betrays him. They began to question among themselves which of them it might be who would do this. We hear those words of Scripture, and perhaps we've heard them countless numbers of times when we think about the Lord's Supper, when we come to celebrate it. There are a couple of things in there that are interesting as well as significant for us today. I think it's interesting because the words, do this in remembrance of me, are not found in the other three Gospels when they give their account of this. And maybe you wonder, did they forget it for some reason? Could they have forgotten that? And the significance of this event and where it comes in this passage of Scripture is the timing of it. And it's the night of the Passover celebration. You remember the Passover celebration was that special memorial feast that had been celebrated by the people of God to remember God's help in delivering them from their slavery in Egypt and setting them free. I mean, you remember that first Passover, even after all the plagues that Pharaoh still refused to let God's people go. And then God brought that ultimate plague that would break both the backs and the will of the Egyptians. And that was the plague of the death of all the firstborn in Egypt of man and animal. And during that Passover, God's people were to celebrate a special meal. And the meat involved eating bitter herbs to remind them of the bitterness of the years they spent in slavery. It also involved the eating of bread without yeast to remind them of the speed at which they needed to leave Egypt. And it also involved the sacrifice of a lamb whose blood was spread over the doorpost of their home so that when the destroyer sent from God passed through and saw that blood, he would pass over those homes. And thus we get the name of this meal, uh, the Passover. For 1,500 years or so, God's people had observed the Passover. And Jesus had observed the Passover meal we know throughout his life. And perhaps on several other occasions he had observed it with his disciples. And so this time they came together, it would have a dual meaning. All the old ways, the old meal and the old covenant were going to be replaced that night. And that meal would take on a greater and far more significant meaning. Each year, as God's people observed this feast, they were anticipating the time when the true Passover Lamb of God would be sacrificed. And they were looking forward to that time, and His shed blood would allow for their sins to be passed over once and for all time. Now, there are two other things about this passage, I think, that are interesting. And we ask, what is this supper intended to cause us to remember? And, and what did Jesus not want them, the disciples, or us, to forget? I, I imagine in all the celebration that Jesus had done with this meal, he perhaps always thought about the fact that he would have this opportunity that night to sit down with this group of chosen men and to share with them the fulfillment of this Passover. So this night, this meal was different. This meal was to have added significance. 
When you look at the text in verse 15, Jesus says, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. Can you imagine that? That Jesus knew what was before him, and that was the cross. And it meant an agonizing death, crucifixion. But Jesus said, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. If you look in the original language, you'll see that the same word is actually used twice. And Jesus is saying this, with desire, I desire to have this meal with you. See, this was no routine Passover meal. It was significant to Jesus, and he very passionately wanted to share it with his disciples. Jesus' dual desire to eat this Passover meal, I think, was fueled by two things. First, his desire for his disciples to know the true meaning of the Passover. For years, they had celebrated this ritual, and, and maybe it had just become old hand for them. And they really just kind of passed over the significance of Passover. And he wanted them to see the very significance of Passover, just like as we celebrate Lord's Supper today. As frequently and as often as we have partaken of it in our Christian life, sometimes maybe we are in danger also of letting it just be routine and a normal thing in our worship. But we need to look at these elements and remember that this represents the broken body of Christ sacrificed for us and the blood of Jesus Christ sacrificed for us. Just as sometimes for some people this Memorial Weekend represents not a time to, to remember those fallen heroes in our country. But it's just more or less a three-day holiday or a weekend to celebrate, to travel, and to be with family and friends. And so Jesus wanted this meal to have a significant meaning to him to, and to the disciples. And I think a second thing that fueled Jesus' desire to have this meal with his disciples uh, was his desire for them to remember him. He was about to go to the cross. He was going to die. The close fellowship that they had shared over the years together was going to be severed, and he wanted them to remember him. And as we worship today and partake of the Lord's Supper, he wants us to remember him. He wants us to remember that he earnestly desired to partake of this Passover meal, knowing that as the true Passover lamb, that he was going to face the cross, crucifixion, and everything that happened between uh, his betrayal and his moment of death on the cross. Everything was filled with agony and deceit and scorn and ridicule and ultimately death. And he wanted them to remember that. He wants us to remember this as well. So I want to suggest to you today five things that we need to remember as we come to celebrate the sacrifice for our freedom. First of all, we need to remember our worth to God. In 1 Peter 1, 18 through 19, we hear these words about our salvation. And Peter says, For you know that it was not with perishable things, such as silver or gold, that you were redeemed from the empty way of life, handed down to you from your forefathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb, without blemish or defect. Every year when the Passover was celebrated in Jerusalem, some estimate that the the city swelled to a population of over a million people. And during that time of Passover, when the animals, the lambs, were sacrificed, others have estimated that sometimes perhaps over a 100,000 lambs would be sacrificed. And so all through the air would be permeated with the smell of, of animals being burned and the blood that was sacrificed. 
And they would remember uh, the cost of their sins. And the same should be true for us when we celebrate the Lord's Supper. Every time we hold that piece of bread and every time we drink from that cup, we need to be reminded of the cost of our sins. That God sent His only Son. We need to remember that we are worth, in God's eyes, the life of His Son, Jesus Christ. Secondly, we need to remember God's love. John 3.16 tells us this, For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. In Romans 5.8, we see where the love of God is actually demonstrated. For Paul again says, But God demonstrates His own love for us in this, While we were still sinners, Christ died. For us. You see, God so loved us that He gave His Son. And God so loved us that He demonstrated His love in the giving of Jesus Christ and His death. You know, there's a way that we can really possibly remember that more significantly if we personalize Romans 5 8. You see, but God demonstrated His own love for me. In this, while I was still a sinner, Christ died for me. How about let's try that together? But God demonstrated, say it with me, but God demonstrated his own love for me. While I was still a sinner, Christ died for me. Remember God's love. Then we need to remember our need. Whenever we take communion or celebrate the Lord's Supper, whatever we call it, it's more than simply holding a piece of bread and drinking from a small cup of juice. There's some way in which it's more than just symbolic. It's it's actually a way in which maybe we learn to participate in actual celebration and remembrance of the death of Jesus Christ for us. For they remind us of our greatest need which is not only to know about Jesus and to hold him in our hands through that bread, but to take him into our lives and allow him to be a part of us. We do that through that experience of becoming a believer, which the Bible calls being born again. In John 3, 3, Jesus said, I tell you the truth, no one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. You see, our greatest need is for a relationship with God through faith in Jesus Christ where our sins are forgiven and where our lives are restored and we're back in relationship and fellowship with God. Then also we need to remember what saves us. It's the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross through the blood of Jesus. Again, Paul reminds us of that in Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, for he says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this not from yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not by works, so that no one can boast. You see, there's nothing that we can do on our own to do battle with sin and to come out victorious and to have our sins forgiven and to be made right in fellowship with God. But it's only through the grace of God given to us and extended in the death of Jesus Christ as he died on the cross and allowing his blood to be shed for the forgiveness of our sins and establishing that new covenant that he spoke about with his disciples that night. 
You see, that's what saves us and our belief, our faith in that sacrifice that Jesus made for us. And then lastly, number five, we want to remember our future. And Jesus certainly alludes to that in verses 15 through 18 of our text for today. For he said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. And after taking the cup, he gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among you. For I tell you, I will not drink again of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. See, he reminds us there that we have a future. Salvation is not just for now. Forgiveness of sins is not just for now so that we can live without shame and guilt and fear of what we've done in the past. And not just that we have a relationship with God now, but it means that we have a relationship with God for all eternity. We have a future that is stored up for us in heaven. And Jesus has prepared that future for us through his death, burial, and resurrection. And that's the ultimate sacrifice for the ultimate freedom. And so we come today to remember that. I'm not sure how many of you have seen in Washington, D.C., the the Vietnam Veterans Memorial. But it's a, it's a very moving, very moving experience to be there. I happened to have the occasion to be there a few years ago. I think it was dedicated, if I remember correctly, in about 1982. And over the first 15 years that it existed, 54,000 items were left at the wall. The day that I was there, there were all kinds of mementos left at the wall that relatives and friends of those who had died in the Vietnam War left there so that they would say, I want to remember my fallen hero. After every night when that's closed down, those who work in that park gather up all those items and it takes over an hour every day. Memorial Weekend significantly much more time for more mementos are left then than on any other day. And they're stored in a warehouse after they're tagged and identified. Why do people do that? Sometimes it's a letter from a daughter who didn't know her father who died in Vietnam. Sometimes it's a photo of a a soldier's grandchild. Sometimes it's a teddy bear. Sometimes it's a simple arrangement of flowers. Why do people do that? Because they don't want to forget. They do it to remember the sacrifice for our freedom in this country. Why do we celebrate the Lord's Supper? Why do we partake of the bread that represents the body of Christ and the cup of juice that represents the blood of Jesus Christ? It's because we want to remember. We want to remember the sacrifice for our spiritual freedom. That God loved us so much that He sent His only Son into this world to die for our sins. That our sins could be forgiven. And we could be in fellowship with God, both now and for all eternity. Today is a time to remember. And as we share in this time of remembrance, we're challenged to remember the sacrifice for our freedom.